On today's podcast, we have Steve Monreal. East LA basketball legend. We kind of go into some of the good and bad of what it is to play professional, um, some of the myths and some of his uh, stories of how he came up in the basketball ranks to finally make it as a 5'11 combo guard out of East LA and make it to the professional ranks and win two back-to-back championships in the Cibo Copa. Uh, great podcast, uh, great friend. Uh, it's great to bring Steve onto this podcast. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Shoot the Rock Hoopwear. Uh, not only are you rocking with the best podcasts, but you can be rocking with the best basketball outfitters. You know, we got jerseys and shorts. We got classic styles. We got retro styles. We can do custom for you. Uh, make sure you follow us on Shoot the Rock in Instagram. Give us a DM. Um, if you want to rock with the best and you want to rock with the best uniforms, Shoot the Rock hoopwear. And now, let's get to the pod. Let's get it. You have just tuned in to the Shoot the Rock podcast. Who they rocking with, Joe? Who they rocking with? That's right. Remix it. Remix it. You're now rocking with the best. Yes, yes. What up and welcome back to the pod. I'm your host, Robert Zaragoza, aka the Commish, aka Big Z, aka Coach Z, aka So Big It's So Sweet, aka the Latino Bleacher Report. Today we have uh, our an illustrious guest on our podcast. Um, this is a local legend, uh, Steve Monreal, aka the Reels, aka East LA's finest, a Garfield Bulldog. What up, Steve? What's good, bro? Good, Big Z. Chilling, chilling, bro. So, so you you graduated from Garfield. You played some college ball. You played pro. So, is that it? Are you finally retired? <laughs> I don't know how many years I've been saying I'm gonna retire, and all of a sudden, like, I go back. But I want I want to say like, yeah, it's, I'm done with it. Um, body can't take it no more. Injuries, you know, catching up and. I think it's about time. Just let it go. But but I mean, it was a it was a sick run. It was a sick run. You uh, you were down in Mexico for quite a few years. Uh, All star game, three point champion. You won a championship. Uh, uh, MVP. Like looking back on it, like what are some of the what are some of the things that that like that were one of the top great moments that you had down there? Because there there was a lot of moments. You know, there's good and bad, but there was a lot of great moments. What was like the the top moment where you just felt like, damn, this was this was good stuff? Um, I want to say that my career uh, flourished more in Cibo Copa than the top league. Yeah. Top league, the MVP. I was more like a like a six man type of guy. Like I'll go and sub in for like any other starting point guard. And, and what was tough for the coaches is that I was a combo guard. Yeah. They thought I couldn't shoot, so then I I wish I would do good and and I wanna say the, the first runs and then all of a sudden I'm in with a point guard, I'm playing the wing and I'm guarding this like six five wing. Yeah. So that it was tough but in Cibo Copa, you know how the rules are, you can only have one uh Mexican American. Mm-hmm. And um and it's usually an American, but um, I happened to do good. Uh, I was coached by Dante Tenney, uh, 
He's a he's a really good coach. He knows his X's and O's, and um, he gave me that chance with uh, Echo Seal. And uh, I want to say like that's that's the city that where man I was loved. And um, yeah, with Sibu Copa was the was the lead man. It was my it was it, it was my it was my I felt like that was my team, and I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna play here for a long time, which I did. Yeah, yeah, and you were the captain, and and you guys were back to back champs. But like looking at it, it's like you're 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 from Garfield, you know, and you're five eleven, lefty point guard, combo guard. Like you ain't supposed to make it beyond Eli. I mean, beyond Garfield, and you end up playing. You know what I'm saying? Like if you look at the statistics, and you're like, bro, this guy. You know what makes him special? Like, what made you different, or what made you stand out when you were when you were hooping? Because there was something in you. Uh, you're kind of an enigma, bro. Like, like there's something about you that that you, you just make it work. You know, and, and it looks good, but you just can't really pinpoint it. Like, what did you do different that 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 made you stand out, or what did you have to do different to make you stand out um, at Garfield and, and beyond? Um, I want to say because I was lefty and that my game, like no one can really pinpoint my game, and yeah. um, they would they would tell me, oh, force him right, he's all left, but I would I would just go left, you know, and then I'll go right, but I'll bring it back to my left, which didn't make any sense, but uh, I stood out because um, I was I was more of a, a, a driver, not a shooter, in the beginning. And at Garfield, I was just a driver. I wasn't really a shooter. And um, I want to say I had a like a like a quick quick step, and I just flourished from that. And then at Garfield, uh, I would I would stay late hours uh, after after hours. Um, so the best defender would be uh, uh, on my high school team was uh, his name was George Mora. Um, and I would tell him like, "Hey, dude, like, uh, come play defense on me." So that's how I just like challenged myself because he was like our best defender. So I would, we would go at it, and then um, I, I I would help him with my offense, like, because he's not really an offensive player. And so I want to say like the what made my game, my game good at Garfield was just extra extra work, man. And, and even at Garfield, you know, um, being that you were, I remember um, right after your your season, um, you came down to BG. You were you were in our men's league, and you played with Mike Martinez, um, and you played for old school. And I remember like the first time I saw you, I'm like, damn, bro, this guy is lights out. Like like you just you were like you were fearless as far as like a shooter and and you were good bro and you were dropping i mean i, I want to say like 28 in, in one of our toughest men's leagues and you were carrying that team by yourself as as an 18 year old or whatever uh were there any offers um like to play beyond um garfield and and, and then you ended up at elac uh, i want to say um my senior year, like my brother would like, he would actually send video out. Like he went to all my games, yeah. and he would send video out to all these schools, uh, all these D ones and stuff like that. But I mean, it's kind of hard, you know, being like not not a really tall uh, uh, guard from East LA. You know, they don't like they don't really 
you know, come out here to watch players, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you had, you know, Mata, which was like 6'9", and he was, you know, a good player. And then Jose Sanchez was a, you know, a 6'4 shooter. So scouts were over there watching watching them, you know? How, and did, that, then, how did that make you feel? Like, were, did you feel like you can play at that level? Or did you feel like, fuck, I'm, I'm just, I'm fucked, you know? Like, where where was your mindset at, like, I got to prove something? Or where, where were you at as far as that? Um, yeah, I, I always, I always uh, go into a game where, you know, I got to I gotta do better than their best player. Got it. And then at that time, and okay, they had a squad, man. They, they, they were really good. Yeah. Um, and they had a bench as well. So, um, for me, I was just like, okay. I got, I got to, I got to score. I got to do what I can to, to you know, to win the game. And then you had like, I'll go by the, the guard, and then here comes Mata. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you made it challenging, and you got Jose too, like a high prospect too, when the friends know. So I mean, it, it was tough playing against him, but it made me like it made my my game rise. Like, yeah, it was it was tough. And, and, you you know, those are some of the, the toughest, um, you know, that's a tough league to play in. That's a tough team to, to compete in. And from Garfield, you, you went down the block, literally, um, to East L.A. College. And I think um, East L.A. College has always been home to a lot of Latino players. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's one of those, I think right now they're doing... Uh, last chance university you know last chance you and they're getting they're filming their stuff over there but i think uh, for some latino players that are always looking for a spot um east la at that time um was that place and what do you remember about elac um and, and what did you what did you learn there that kind of maybe translated to to your pro days oh man elac uh well, you can't. You think about Eli. You think about Coach Rob and Carienes, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, so Rob would go, you know, around here and find Latinos and, and and try to give them a shot. You know, that's what uh, like I really like uh, loved about him, about Coach Rob. Like he he give you he give you a chance. Like um, see if you can like uh, you know you didn't have a chance at, at high school and then at Eli. You might have, a, you might get looked at, you know, and you know, extend your, your basketball career and, and your and get try to get a, a free education as well. Yeah. But um, at Elac, I want to say I uh, footwork is basically what uh, Coach Rob was teaching us and fundamentals and all that. And I owe it to Coach Rob, like he's the one that you know what, that what, taught me most of that stuff. What was his nickname for you? Coach Rob, for, yeah. for me, oh, he would call me special guy. I was uh, probably the only player at Elac that can wear earrings at fucking practice. I, I remember going <laughs> to, to, to games and I was like, hey, yo, uh, I look at Coach and I played for him uh, many years before that. And I looked at Coach and I was like, uh, you're, you're allowing this? He's like, hey, special guy. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I, I knew, um, you know, from you in the leagues and, and from you and the stuff that that if, if Coach Rob is calling you special guy, then that means not only are you, you know, you privileged, but but you got something. Uh, and I always and I always looked at that. And you guys, you know, I, I, I take a special affinity to that team. 
because you had a great backcourt mate that was uh, a BG prospect, um, and you play with Arsenio. So you're you you play with with two. Um, you know, I mean, at, at Elac you play with Arsenio, and Arsenio, you know, he got his minutes here and there, and then uh, and then you ended up at Monterey Bay, uh, and Jose Sanchez ended up with you. So, so as far as like classic Latino guards, I'm like, damn, you know, you 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 guys were teammates, and what, how was it uh, playing from for someone that you knew that you can depend on? Because those are, I mean, obviously all the rest of your teammates, but like. You know, uh, moving past, you know, every time you move to a different level of basketball, your teammates get better. And how did it feel like for when you were playing, like you can trust on someone and you just, you didn't have to be the man all the time? Um, well, that squad, we had like a good chemistry. You always hung out and everything. And um, you can't forget about Andrew Gomez. I mean, yeah. he, he was there in the beginning, but I mean, you know, he didn't have grades. Like he was, he, he was going to go to a D one school full scholarship, but um, it was his grades. He didn't. I mean, he didn't go to class, but he was a he was a great point guard. Yeah. And yeah, Arsenio, like, I mean, what he he scored a hundred and eight in your in your in your, in your league. Yeah, we're one game. Him, yeah, we got to bring him out for that one. That's a good one. Jeez, but um, yeah, he was. I mean, Arsenio, he was a he was a great like spot up shooter. Like I, I really didn't see him like create his shot. But if he would just spot it up, and it was money every time. And you know, like I wasn't, I wasn't all dependent on on just scoring. You know, it was just it wasn't just me. Like uh, Arsenio did uh, most of the scoring. You got me, uh, Miguel the Mig. You know, like and then you got like those key players that that you know that had their. Had their games here and there, like Trejo, CJ, you know, like those those, those guys, and then Danny Vasquez, our he was our main shooter. And um, but yeah, it's a lot of players that I'm like not saying, but everybody you know did their thing. They carried their own load. And, and but, everyone kind of moved on beyond uh, JUCO, um, and then um, kind of around those times. Um, you started playing in, in the Rosarito tournaments and stuff like that. And what do you remember about playing in Mexico, like, early on during those times? Like, like what was it like to, you know, what was it like to play in a different country? Um, and I don't know if your first time in Mexico was with Cimiedo or with Osu, but what do you remember about that? Uh, I want to say the, the first game in Rosarito was with Cimiedo. Like, uh, they took me to go play. Yeah. And um, it was an open, and, and there was a, I mean there was a lot of talent, and I had no idea Simila had all this love from you know from Rosarito, all these uh, these locals, you know, cheering for us, and you know, saying like uh, the, the, we're like the home team, yeah. you know. And it was funny too, because uh, I mean, you know, you got Rosarito, you got Papas and beers, so I mean, a lot of guys wouldn't make it to the to the games. Yeah. But um, yeah, but that uh, the level of competition w was high. You know, you didn't know. You hear you hear about this team, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, we, you know, we played them before, and then all of a sudden they they're like a brand new team. Yeah. But I think we got Simeon got the respect because they had like just the same players. No one could, can just come and play with us, and you know, we didn't go scouting. We didn't like fly people in or have people. Fly, I mean, flying in. From somewhere else, it was just the same core guys, and Simiado taught me a lot. Uh, I mean, 
my basketball career, Samuel taught me a lot, especially Mario. Um, and, 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 you know, from being a scorer, a main scorer like that, in the fourth quarter, I will, he would take me out. He would take me out and, you know, like, like hey, throwing an E-Man, you know, E-Man, you know, getting all those those and ones and you know you got yeah you got geo spotting up you got you know mario like just you know so you were you were were killing all game and then it was Uh like last couple minutes they take you out what what, what was your thought uh i was like like why why am i not in the game you know what i mean like i got the hot hand or whatever but he he, they, they showed me a lot of patience you know what i'm saying like it's 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 not about me yeah. You know, it's, it's it's the team. You know, like if if we if we win, we I mean, we all win. You know what I'm saying? Like, who wants to have like 40 points and have an L and not win? Like nobody. Yeah. So Cimelo taught me a lot. And and you were able to carry that over, um, you know, into your college career because I know you went to Cal State Monterey Bay, and you guys, you know, you're putting up points and you're doing that. And um, I, you know, I. After your college career, everything for me, you know, I was, uh, it, it's just kind of a scramble, um, you know, and and I know we made it out to Jalapa uh, and you signed out there. What are some of the, 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 I know you talk about the good things. What are some of the things that, that you realized about Mexico that you were like, oh shit, I didn't know about this. Oh man, I have I have a lot, but I mean everybody that's that you know sees it out the circle just being like, oh, you're playing basketball and you're getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds good, but when it comes inside the circle, you know, like the guys that have been playing for a while, like there's a lot of people that that uh, that know about this, but like you go sign with whatever team, they own your rights, so. You can't be like, oh, well, you know what? Hey, next year, I'm going to play with this team. Like, nah, it don't work like that. And then, oh, okay, well, what's payday? Oh, the first, uh, you know, every two, uh, uh, I mean, uh, what, the 15? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Yeah. yeah first, uh, first and the 15, you know, uh, all of a sudden, money problems. Sponsorship leave, uh then, like, you're staying at a hotel, you get kicked out. Uh, I mean, a lot of stuff. Oh, we're, we're eating at this restaurant. Oh, well, they haven't paid, so you can't eat here no more. Yeah. Oh, you need a... Uh, the, the gas runs out. Oh, well, there's no money for that, so you got to take a, a fucking cold-ass shower, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of things, man. Like, how, how, <laughs> how many teams did you, did you play with out there? I, I, I got a little list, but I don't know if it's all of them. LMB, the LMVP? Yeah, all of them. Oh, it's Copa? Okay. Um, well, you got, uh, well, I didn't really play for Jalapa. I signed with them, but I didn't play with them. Uh, so I got traded to Guanajuato, and uh, I went to Victoria. Victoria. Then uh, uh, Fuerza Regia, Monterey. Um playing Zacatecas so 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 already that was uh one one two three four five five teams in in, in that league you know and you you made your home uh in the Cibacopa with the Hermosillo so 
So how did that happen? Like, you know, what, what land, how did you land there? You know, and, and tell me about... Oh, I heard that about Potros, Obergar. And Itzon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, how did I land in, in Edmosil? It was, uh, I want to say from... Uh, I say Guanajuato. Guanajuato, and then I, I, I want to go play for Edmosil. And then why did it why did it work in Hermosillo? Like what what was the thing that because you went back there, you know you're I mean if I had to take a guess, you know I think you had mentioned it, but you know you won two championships, the MVP uh, numbers, potentially gonna get retired or did it get retired? Uh, well, my my last season um, uh, over there. Uh, well, I had a I had a meeting with the with like two of the owners and the coach, Dan Tichini, the one that actually brought me to Edmosillo, and um, that's when CJ came in for me, and then they won the ship. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the coach uh, Coach Dan, he just he he just loved my game. He loved that I was a combo guard and, and had an uh, uh, an IQ, a high IQ, in uh, on the court. And, and he knew that you know what I just gotta focus on bringing Americans in, so uh, American in. So it kind of made his job easier, and that's that's basically what. what uh, so you you fit into what Dan was doing. You know he had a lot of a lot of different sets than a lot of other teams. You know I think I think he used you the way you're supposed to be used. You know, yeah, yes, exactly, yeah. And, and and you were out there, and um, those runs in Hermosillo, um, you know, you were there those years, back to back champions in 2012, 2013. How how okay, you win the championship in 2012, and now the targets on your back. How hard is it to repeat in Copa Because the Cipacop, or what did you learn? Because I know um, I, I physically I could see that you were different. You know, you were you were in shape. You know, you you you've matured. Um, and now in 2013, um, you know how difficult was it for you to repeat? And the Cibacopa is a grind. You know, it's it's. Uh, I tell people it's four days a week, four games a week. But I don't think I don't think it really translates. You're like fuck. I play four games a week in in L.A. You know, in the men's league. That's fuck. That ain't shit. But like, how much of a grind is the Cibacopa four days a week in the Cibacopa? How different is that? It's it's tough. It's you're gonna put some miles on your body when you're playing Supercopa. It's four games a week, and then sometimes your rest days is is, is a bus back, and the the you're usually like between eight to eight to twelve hours away every single time. And um, and then when I when we won the first shift, uh. The, the year before that I fractured my foot so I fractured my foot and then uh, then the following year I fractured my other foot so then Coach Dan is like look if you play if I'm playing you more than 20 minutes a game 20-25 uh, minutes you, you're mandatory icing your feet I was like okay cool so then um so it started. I mean, it worked, yeah. and um, and that's when uh, we won. We won the the back to back ship. And and one of the things uh, during that time, you know, um, you know, you're you're 
you're one of like the the local heroes and i think just like maybe like a month ago two months ago you reposted um a little video of uh this kid got the jersey on and he's like and this you know it's like when you're in your backyard and you know you're you're a kobe fan and you're you know i, I hear you all the time like kobe but this kid is in his yard you know with this steve monreal jersey and he's like being you with the headband you know how did that make you feel how you know how how are the fans there like how much you know how 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 fun was that yeah out there in with you it's it's all love um i mean all the uh i i can't leave out my boy uh emmanuel little an american from chicago because he he played he played there longer than i did because i uh, one year i went to Mazatlan. like i got loaned out to Mazatlan one one season yeah. and he's been playing for the whole his whole career there and I mean we we, we would do our like our our own thing like me and me and him we'll, we'll go to like the park we'll walk around see these kids playing and, and you know we'll we'll go and, and you know try to teach them something or we'll go to schools without even the team knowing like we'll go to schools oh you know what my my kids having a birthday party like I got in the side hey can can you guys come? Uh, you, you'll make my, my you'll make my son's day, and I was like, yeah, like no problem, you know. And so we did all the extra stuff that, like the without the team, because you know you know how it is. Like you gotta you gotta go to schools, you you know you you gotta like uh, go to hospitals and and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. And and then the fans they loved it. They 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 loved it, and and you know what I'm saying, and they show they they showed the love back and. I mean, some players that uh, I mean, some some kids would be like, yeah, "You're my favorite player." Like, they'll get my number. Like, they'll wear headbands and buy my jersey that has you know six one rail, or and or they will buy Eagles too, because yeah. you know we we would we would play with with all our heart. You know, we, we play to the you know to the fucking fourth quarter last horn. You know what I'm saying? Like. And and bringing a bringing a chip home, bringing a chip home to the. Did you guys? Did, did, did they do like uh, parades or what did you guys do when uh, you know uh, after you guys won was there there's like buses or something like that or was it just more of a celebration of party uh, you know what like when we won those two shifts it was just like uh, um, we would go after the game we went to like a, a restaurant and, uh, or a bar or a club even and we'll eat bottle service and all that stuff. And then right before we all leave, we have like a little banquet, you know, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the with the close fans. I guess the, so there, there were some fans that you know that have that bought season tickets and they uh, they talk to the, the to the owners. And so we'll have a barbecue, and you know, every they, you'll, you'll get your bonus money, and then. Uh, after that, you, they say, "Okay, what time you want to leave?" And that's usually the routine. But I mean, other teams they do it differently. Like yeah, TJ, yeah. TJ when they won, they did a parade. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Hermosillo's like it's a big town, but the way you're making it seem, it's it, it, it's it's small town living, and every town in the Cibacopa is different. You know, some 
some are some are bigger cities, you know, like Culiacan or something, and other ones are like you know Guaymas, and you're like in dirt roads. So I, I remember, I, mean, I don't know if you played in Cananea. Cananea was a small town oh, in the middle, in, in the middle of nowhere. So yeah. I, that, that league is is interesting. It's a grind. Um, I know you said you the kids wear your head. How many headbands did you give? Did you were you always handing out your headbands? Kids are asking for your headband all the time. They were asking my headband, my arm sleeves, uh, my jersey. Like after every game, and I'd be like, "Oh, like I still need it." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, like at the, at the end of the season, you know, then I start, I, I'll, I'll give it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, kids will ask for it. Uh, hey, can you know? Can I? Can I have? And I just, you know, I just give it to them or, or. Yeah, yeah. that's funny so i got um at, at jay garcia 23 he's a he's a garfield player and he was asking on uh i posted on on our instagram at shit the rock uh, i posted and asked um for any questions and he said uh what were your playing days at uh like at garfield and what were some of your best memories at garfield uh hmm at Garfield, what was my best memories? I mean, it was, uh, I want to say, like, whatever happened at the gym, like, uh, practicing with my guys, you know, like, going on, like, tournaments and uh, Santa Fe or whatever, um, not, not a worry, you know what I mean? All you have to worry about is hope, and that's it. Like, that was a life. But, uh, yeah, that would be my best memory. Just all like whatever happened on the court. Yeah, being carefree, right? I mean, I mean, we're yeah. we're, we're we're in that grown mad mode now. I, I really would. I really think that you have a lot to give to the community, especially after after hearing that you would go and to the parks and and work with kids and like. Have you ever thought about like you know training players or? or coaching or, or anything like that beyond, you know, I mean, it's different, you know, we got our nine to five or whatever, but is there anything beyond basketball that you've been like itching to do? Is that something that's in you or are you not that coaching type? Uh, well, I really don't know until I actually, I actually do it, you know? Um, but I was, I was helping out a friend of mine. He, he uh, a travel ball, his, uh, his team is a Montebello elite, and I was, you know, had a group of, I want to say, like, 20, 25 kids, um, and I was just, uh, you know, just teaching them the fundamentals, just, the, the, just like, the basics and stuff, and, um, I mean, that's what I was doing. Uh, it wasn't too bad. I mean, because there's only some, like, there's certain people that, that, you know, they can coach, they can train, you know, or they can play, you know, and then, <laughs> you know, so I won't know until I actually do it, so. I, I think, I think you, you, uh, I think you undersell yourself, Steve, I think, I think you got a lot to give, you know, uh, we're definitely going to do some stuff in the future, and, and you're going to be top on my list to, to bring back, bro, I think, I think uh, it'd be great to have you. At any basketball clinic, you know, um, teaching these these kids, and and I think, you know, you've been you've been one of the top Latino guards in, in the entire circuit, and it's not just because you're talented, bro. It's you put in the work, and I think, um, you know, as far as like 
someone that's watched you through your college career and see you grind, bro. I think it's 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 nice to see that that you had that career that you had, and it, and it's good to you know bring you on the podcast, and it's good to just hear some of these stories of of this kid from East LA, bro, that played professionally. He played in Mexico. He went to go see all these different cities, and and he was fortunate enough to win win a championship. And you know those are great memories, and no one will be able to take those away from you, bro. Uh, I appreciate those words, Big Z. But hey, also I want to because uh, uh, <laughs> Moment has hit me up. He's like, "Hey, you better mention the time when uh, me and Al used to mess you up in Big Z's league." I was like, "Oh man, dude!" So, so I want to, I want to say, I want to say when I when I played against him, I probably didn't drive at all. Maybe like in a fast break, but oh my god, when I thought I had a layup. Big L come and just nails me, and then uh, more minutes too. Like he would hit me. Like I felt like Jordan against the Pistons. You know what I'm saying? Well, the thing is, it's it's like you gotta understand. Uh, and, and if you kind of uh, catch the drift, um, we were I don't know how many years older than you are. So you're a quick, young, fresh out of high school got spring in your feet you could knock the ball out and we're like bro there's no way we could stop steve this you were i'm telling you you were averaging 28 during that league and we're like bro we just gotta keep him out the lane and we're like fuck it if he comes in the lane we're dropping the hammer on him (laughs) and 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 i remember you going like yo what what's going on like and we're like nah bro you need to stay out there and you need to shoot because if you come in the lane and then al is just like sharpening up his elbows bro and, 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 you know, I looking back at it now, I'm like, fuck, bro. We're like old-ass men, and we're smashing on this dude. You know, but you kept, you were resilient, bro. You were resilient, and and it was, it was, it was just fun. And I get, not, it's not funny, funny, but it's it's funny to kind of yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, during, during the game, like, I would be like, you better not drive. You better not drive. I'm yeah. like, oh, man, floater. <laughs> floater. Well, maybe maybe, we, maybe uh, after high school we helped you develop that floater, and we, you know, you were a driver, and we helped you uh, knock down, help you uh, work on that knockdown, bro. That's so. for sure. Because in your league, if you don't bring your fire, you're getting blasted by twenty. Oh. It, that league was fun, man. It was so competitive, and and you had to bring your game. You can't just be like, okay, I'm out of work. Let's go. Nah, you got to work on your game, and then. You know what I'm saying? And play. You got to be able to play because... Yeah, and we had so many teams, and, and it was... You're exactly right. I remember we had four games a night, and we had the side courts. And never in any men's league would people show up an hour early to warm up, to shoot on the side courts, to, you know, any men's league. Yeah, you, show yeah. up, you show up five minutes early. Hold on, dog. Let me... I'm starting. Let me put on my laces. Nah. People nah. would show up, fucking yeah. have the jump rope on the side, have the ladders, all kinds of shit. And, and, yeah. and the thing is, it was, it was, for me, it was the funnest uh, league because, you know, it was so much, so much talent, bro. It was, uh, you know, the Simiedo in their heydays, you when you were with Old School, we were hanging in there and just fucking elbowing everybody with Ardineros. Uh We had Magic Bird in there. Uh, so we, that was a, one of the funnest leagues. And even during that league, I remember, um, I don't know if you remember, but we, we used to have uh, like Violet Palmer, which was in the NBA, and she was like, you know, be, besides the, the Drew League, this is one of the best men's leagues in LA, you know, and, and it was one of those where it was like, it was just Rasa, 
You know, there was. There but was, you also had that one rep as well. That he 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 was he was like six eight. Yeah, kind of yeah. kind of big. Yeah, yeah. I forgot his name though, but I mean, he wrestled in the NBA as well. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Cutler. So so he was in there, and she would bring him on, and that's when those guys they they would use our league to. Uh, to, to train and work out and, and get, you know, good runs in. And they would do three-man sometimes, three-man mechanics and stuff like that. And I would, like, you know, as a tournament director, I was like, bro, I, I can't pay all three of you guys. I don't worry about it. We're here for the work. And I'm like, fuck it. All right, cool. Hey. Three, 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 for the pri- three for the price of two. I was good, you know? Yeah. So those were good times, bro. And like I said, I, th- I think, uh, you know, watching your career, and which is funny to say now, you know, watching your career and seeing you, you know, growing grow as a man as a, as a father you know and figuring stuff out bro i think it's 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 good to see and it's it's good to hear these stories bro it's good to, to know that that you did this um and, and like i said i think anytime uh, i'm hosting an event and, and you're involved I, it's it, it, a good event becomes a great event because you're a good dude bro and i appreciate uh everything you've been doing in the latino community and i think uh you know uh you're definitely one of the top latino guards um, that I've seen um, out there, and, and you know, I think it's it's a testament to the hard work and the talent that you've had, and the the, the grind that you put in. And, and every every time you're you're with the team or your squad, you you pick up a little bit of, of knowledge, you know. And being with Simiedo and being with that organization definitely helped you along the way, bro. So I appreciate you for everything, man. Thank you. Thanks, Big Z. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I want to say that. Um, uh, like I, I mean, you were you were a big part of my life as well. Like growing up and, and you know, like ha- having these tournaments, having these leagues, and, and, and you know, and putting me on and stuff. So I appreciate you. Appreciate the words. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I think you're doing a great job. But I want to say you should put Danny B on the podcast so he can and, he, and discuss like that what happened outside of Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure this guy got crazy stories. Uh, we got He's it. a funny dude. I swear, dude, bring that guy in. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna have to talk. I'm gonna have to talk to his agent, E-Man, bro, and, and, to, <laughs> and, and, and we'll see, dog. But uh, I don't know if my microphone can hold all that ugness. <laughs> so for sure, I, I we actually, um, actually, to to be honest, um, I after I had the Mario podcast, um, I, I was. Um, talking to him off offline off and and we want to do a similar podcast soon you know and for me it's it's got to be like a round table you know it's got to be like a barbecue where all the foods are right there and you know the Simiedo guys got stories, bro. And it's oh like man, tell, tons. The, those those stories are good. Those are classic. It's it's the El Paso days. It's the Rosarito days. It's the you know road trips and and everything, yeah. bro. And I think uh, you know you bringing bringing uh, CJ and Joey to the Tecate tournaments that you probably never even been to. And it's just a matter of like getting the guys together. And you know as soon as this COVID's over, bro, we're I'm. I'm getting a couple microphones and and I'm bringing them to uh, E-Man's house and and we're gonna do oh, it man. and that's gonna be uh, I mean if it, uh, said, bro if no one else listens to it at least we'll listen to it and we'll crack up bro yeah yeah they'll be missing out if they don't man because <laughs> these stories are classic oh my epic dude epic epic for sure all right big steve-o good looking out bro thank you for coming on to the pod we're always rocking with the best and we're rocking with steve monreal the reals all love all basketball pura raza thanks steve yeah yeah we out